Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. Can you even believe that we are almost at April? This is unbelievable, the amount of time that has already passed in 2021. And there is no time like the present to create greater well-being and a connection with spirit. I'm really excited about my guest today, and I feel that you are going to gain a lot from what she has to offer, particularly if you've ever felt dissatisfied or trapped in your life, or if you are someone that's constantly questioning what you need to do or trying to figure out problems, or perhaps you just keep hitting up against the pebbles, rocks, and boulders of your life. Sometimes we just have to understand that the answers we require are within and they can come to us if we learn how to understand our own connection with spirit. And until then, you can contact a spirit translator, which is exactly what Diana Cole is. In her book, Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit, she says, You are a spirit being living in a human experience. The human experience is much more difficult than the spirit existence because in being human, you experience fear, doubt, and pain. For someone like you, someone who is energetically sensitive, events and interactions in your human past have held you down, much like a tether holds a buoy in place. The most sensitive of energies are those you refer to as psychic or intuitive. You are of that nature. And so I want to tell you that Diana Cole is a spirit translator, a thought leader, a speaker, and an author. She is an expert in the field of positive thought, and she leads online courses and live events, teaching people how to create lives of inner fulfillment and joy. She's the daughter of a prominent figure in the New Age movement, and her exposure to learning from some of the most notable figures in the human potential movement is the foundation of her work. You can find out more about all that she does at dianacole.com. But without further ado, I want to welcome Diana Cole to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome. It's such a joy to have you here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I am too, because as I read your book, two things were really evident. Uh, Number one, I think we might have lived parallel lives. (laughs) And number two... You have written it in such a beautiful conversational style that I felt like you were sitting in the room with me talking. And that is such a wonderful way to read a book, especially about a subject that so many people can feel tense around or anxious around because they don't think they can. They don't know how. They feel doubts. They feel wrong or different or the opposite. They're too sensitive and they are too empathic, or they have all of the different or some of the different things that you talk about having had as you grew up and and discovering as gifts and not knowing what to do with them. And so I really appreciate how vulnerable and honest and open you shared your life, but also how that life is what strengthened your reconnection to spirit and has made you this individual that people uh, seek to support them in creating their own connection as well as getting guidance. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it was just really important to try to make the information in the book as digestible as possible because, 
you know, I know a lot of people haven't been exposed to the early teachings I was exposed to. So I knew that people would come to this with a certain amount of doubt or hesitation. And I wanted to make it just as digestible as possible to lead people, you know, on that path of losing the doubt and losing the hesitation so that the information really sunk in. Well, it's beautifully done, and it also illustrates that we all have our own challenges, even if we've been exposed to things early on, even if we've had uh, the greatest parents, that there's a certain aspect to life that sometimes we just go down where we, we take what I call the scenic route, <laughs> and we explore all kinds of other uh, experiences, but even those service in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that all of us, for sure, like you said, you know, our life is ebbing and flowing, right? And we have these dips in these valleys that sometimes are really hard to get out of. And, you know, when you get to a point where you're in a, a dip that's so deep, you can't pull yourself out of it. I think that's the time you tend to become more open to other forms of um, self-help or other forms of help because you're feeling really desperate. And I think even for me, somebody who learned so much at a young age, it took that for me to really turn back to what I learned and actually use it. I found it really powerful and very resonant that you began the book with a poem called Into the Hour by Elizabeth Jennings. And in that poem, she talks about grief and she talks about grief. uh, Actually, a line that I loved is grief surgery is over and I wear the scar of my remorse and of my feeling. But it goes on to say that it's time to to allow that grief to find its good way home and, and to start something new and to to look at what's following the the deaths that have taken place, whether it's an ego death or the death of a marriage or the death of anything in our lives, and to not really seek the meaning of it. And I wanted to ask you because I do think grief is a really powerful process that often does open us up to our connection to spirit, but now even more so, because I think with the past year that we've had and people having to have faced so many of the emotions that perhaps they had repressed in the past and having had to be with themselves, grief is one of those things that has come up, whether it's regarding separation from family or people that have passed away or simply the grief that they've never felt that they've been carrying. Tell me the purpose and the reason for starting the book off with that and what role grief has carried in your life in terms of becoming a spirit translator and really deepening your own connection and reconnection to your gifts. Yeah, well, you know, I think grief is a really important emotion for us to take a look at because it is equally as strong as the emotion of love. It's something that connects us all because we all can think about a time in our past or some of us can think of a time presently that we're grieving over the loss of somebody or something. And it's um, very, very hard to recover from the pain that I call grief. Um, And when you finally see grief as something that um, you can move through, not get over, but move through, and you can look at that type of pain as your gift because you can learn so much in that emotion, I think that your life can really start to blossom in a way that it didn't before. So putting that poem in the beginning of the book was really important for me because I think I've gone through a, a hand, you know, a lot of 
times in my life where I was feeling that I was in grief and then, you know, my dad passed and that was really why I wanted to put that one in there. <laughs> yes, yes. I figured that that was also in honor of that passing. And it really resonated with me because I, I, I found that when I hit a wall such as you, that grief was what was really asking me to go deeper into it. And so it was quite resonant uh, in, in reading that. Also, in the beginning of the book, you talk a lot about your own gifts that you've had since being a child uh, that you rebelled against for a while. But you didn't just have one of uh, the gifts such as Claire audience or uh, Claire uh, sentience, you actually had seven of the eight and your father had all eight. And I, I think that's what's called synesthesia, particularly when you can sense and, and taste things that don't necessarily have sense and taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to particularly hone on was the smelling of energy, because I know that uh, we used to be able to do that as human beings, that that, that sense of smell really was about sniffing out danger or smelling what is positive or negative or good or bad and all of those things. And you talk a lot about how you were able to smell people, smell energy, smell environments. Even if it was social media, you could almost smell the agenda of those things. Talk a little bit about those different uh, gifts and um, how you have been able to utilize those or have had to hold those at bay sometimes just to not be overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, for me, um, it's really interesting. I feel like we all have those gifts. And the only reason that I'm able to call my gifts forward are that I learned at a young age that I had them and I learned to embrace them. I learned what they were. And because I was so young, I didn't doubt and I didn't question what was being taught to me. I just thought we all were learning these things, right? And when I got older and I started realizing that I could smell people and and taste sickness and I could, I had these, you know, these, um, these gifts, I, I didn't see them as gifts. I saw them as problems and I really tried to hide them and I tried to stop smelling and stop tasting and stop feeling because I didn't want to be weird or different. And I didn't want to know something about people without them telling me, you know, I didn't want to feel like I knew things and I, I didn't really pay attention to those things until I went through, you know, these, these valleys in my life that, you know, pushed me to write this book because I, I just wanted to live a normal life like everybody else. And, um, and I, the interesting thing is we do have the ability to kind of shut them off and we do have the ability to embrace them. And I think that the important lesson for me in that is that I think I'm able to confidently teach people that we all have these gifts. We just haven't, um, we haven't recognized them, but I definitely do have um, the ability of being able to smell and to taste um, people and energy and, and sickness. And so for many people, you, like you said, we all come in with certain gifts, but you were able to have people uh, uphold those and, and allow you to know that you, you had them. For people that had various, have various gifts that got shut down, is it a matter of first acknowledging that perhaps they were shut down? Is that one of the first steps that we have to do in order to even open to the idea 
because the mind can be so powerful in terms of telling us that we're not like that. We could never do that. So is there a certain level of embracing something that we don't know is possible yet? Yeah, you know, I think that it just starts with a declaration, right? I think it just starts with saying, I know I can, I know I can sense things that I shouldn't be able to sense or that I didn't learn I could sense as a child and I know I can. I know I can smell, um, you know, people and energy. I know that I can taste. I know that I can feel. I know that I can hear things. I have this ability to do it and I'm open to it and I want to, I want to now have these abilities come to me. And I think that, you know, the interesting thing is that when I work with people um, on how to communicate with, um, you know, their spirit self, the hesitation that comes through is really interesting because it feels like it's something really far away or really hard to access for people. And the interesting thing is that all I, all the messages I get are that it's so simple and that it really just takes that, that declaration, that willingness and that invitation, right? By saying, yes, I'm willing, I'm open, I'm ready. And all of a sudden you start feeling like your senses are being heightened. Mm. You tell a little bit about your story in the beginning and, and how you wanted to be, quote unquote, normal, although your normal version of life, most people would think of this as their dream life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a lot of the things that you were able to do and the places you were able to go. But what you ultimately realized, which I think a lot of people, once they go after whether it is their career or whether it's celebrity status or whether it is attainment or their version of success, discovered the same thing, which is okay, but something's still missing, or I'm still not happy. And we then do create those moments of pain, or we feel those moments in our life as painful. Why is it that pain is such a necessary piece, at least at this time in human evolution? Yeah, you know, all the information that I've been able to download or channel or or, you know, feel is that we're here on a learning mission. You know, I learned from a really young age that um, the earth experience is a learning mission and it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something that we want to come and experience and we want to learn from all of our experiences. And we don't, as humans, tend to, um, to open up to the learning until we're in a place that's painful because the pain is what pushes us to seek the answers to our questions. So in the seeking, you are able to open up to the learning. So pain is a very important component for all of us as human beings. And we're all experiencing pain on different levels. And it doesn't matter what your story is or what my story is or what someone else's story is. We experience pain in ways that you can't compare. So I could have an experience that sounds not painful at all to you. But to me, it could be so painful that I can't get out of bed, right? So it's about honoring the pain in each person and knowing that we're all living through a degree, some degree of pain and that we can move through it in a way that helps us blossom and helps us learn more about ourselves and about why we're here. Early on, your father taught you that the knowings that you were required to have really came from your belly, that that was your feeling center. Mm-hmm. And that is the place that we all must go. Is that where you feel that we all must focus in on to truly start our first connection? 
Yeah, you know, I learned at four years old that the soul lives in the belly. And really what all of the emotions that we feel, we feel in our bellies. And um, that is a really good way to teach children how to get in touch with their feelings too, because we all have that, that uh, experience of feeling like a pit in our stomach or feeling butterflies, right? Those are the exaggerated emotions that we feel in our belly, but we actually have the, uh, the ability to get in touch with how we feel by focusing in on our belly and allowing it to speak to us. My guest today is Diana Cole, and she has written the book Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit. She says, before diving deeper into your gifts, it would be wise to release the pains of yesterday. You listen well, you take people at face value, you learn from what they say, and you protect yourself accordingly. It is wise to acknowledge that everyone is living in fear, doubt, and pain. People act and react senselessly at times. However, you cannot heal anyone by holding yourself down. You're at a time in your life experience when you are truly able to break the tethers and ascend to a new understanding and a new way of thinking. We'll hear a little bit more from Diana in just a few minutes, but until then, she is a spirit translator, a thought leader, speaker, and author. She's an expert in the field of positive thought. She began her early career as a fitness guru, and she desired to leave others out of pain. Through the rehabilitation of her own back injury, she was inspired to teach the method she had developed for becoming pain three pain-free as a successful entrepreneur creating nationally recognized brands in the fitness industry diana experienced a dramatic shift in her work and life when a series of transformative events led her to embrace the life-changing positive thought process she now teaches and she shares that in her book spirit translator you can find out more about Diana Cole, if you go to dianacole.com, that's dianacole.com. You can also follow her on social media if you go to the Diana Cole. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen Eleven Eleven? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course. Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, Diana Cole, and her wonderful book, Spirit Translator, I have a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, We have a partner, BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com, that's H-E-L-P. They are offering 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11 if there is something that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in 48 hours. However, this is not a crisis line and it is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online, and there is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Uh, The beautiful thing is the service is available for clients worldwide, and you get to log into your account anytime. You can send messages to your counselor, and you always get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you get to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you don't even have to leave your home. You don't have to go sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. As with traditional therapy, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they really do make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Again, to get 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11 and spell out 11 uh, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Uh, You can also visit uh, the website and join the one over over one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So, as you're moving out of any of the challenges that you're having, make sure that you're taking care of your mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Uh, the second thing I want to let you know about is the new 1111 magazine is out for April, and it is titled Embrace. I've featured quite a few beautiful individuals that are creating wonderful things on the planet. There's a powerful article there by Lisa Peterson on money and really grounding into a new type of consciousness around money and commerce. And then there's also an article by Dennis Patoko, who is the founder of the nonprofit Biz Catalyst 360. And he has written a manifesto for how we can be more kind, more compassionate, and better human beings to one another on the planet. That's a must read. And then a really beautiful poem 
by Donna Savage called The Abyss. And it is probably the place that you have felt just a touch this past year, but it also has much hope. That place of abyss is much like the void, and it is a place where creation is spawned once again. So definitely go and be inspired, uplifted by the 1111 magazines. It's always free. It is my gift to humanity, and you can find the digital issue at 1111mag.com. In addition, you have got to start joining me on Stereo.com. You will find the banner in the middle of my show page. I am now doing an after show. It's the after show for 1111 Talk Radio, where we deep dive and have more Q&A about the subjects that we talk about on 1111 Talk Radio. I know that the discussions after hearing this conversation with Diana are going to be fierce, so definitely tune in. You can go to Simran 1111 on the app and find the show page and all the archives. It is an opportunity for you to engage in the conversation. You get to be part of my show. You get to co-host with me. You get to speak live. And we get to hear your questions, your answers, your comments, your wisdom. It's a really wonderful opportunity for me to be able to engage with you and for us to create community together. So definitely join me for the after party on Tuesdays, the new day and time. For 11.11 Talk Radio will be 11 Tuesdays, so the after show is at 12.30 and 1.30 on Tuesdays. So you can go to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 11.11 or just click the banner in the middle of the show page, create your avatar, and I will hear your voice next Tuesday. My guest is Diana Cole, and you can find out more about her at dianacole.com. In her work as a spirit translator, she asked spirit thousands of questions on behalf of her clients and herself and these messages are distilled into the seven transformative truths for well-being and happiness that form the backbone of her book spirit translator she outlines her own walk with spirit how she transformed a shattered career and broken relationships into a fulfilling life with the help of her spirit guide more important she helps you meet and nurture a new relationship with your own spirit guides beginning a dialogue that will transform your life at its heart, Spirit Translator is a book of self-empowerment, and it enables you to begin a conversation with Spirit that will become a lifelong source of well-being and love. It's time to anchor more powerfully into your confidence and creativity. Know this, you are living the life you asked to live. You have had twists and turns that have taught you much. You have hit lows that have been hard for you to wrap your mind around, and what Spirit is here to say is that you are not to wrap your mind around this. This is not a mind mission. This is soul learning. And this is from Spirit Translator Diana Cole's book. Welcome back, Diana. You start off the book talking about thought and how that is the very first place that we need to look in terms of turning our life around or even creating something new. Talk a little bit about uh, this transition of thought that needs to occur for each and every one of us and how extreme that transition to positive thought needs to be. Yeah, you know, when I was, um, you know, in my deepest low and looking for anything, you know, to help pull me out of that, um, I was given these, you know, seven lessons or seven things I needed to do to help change, you know, help me change my life. And it worked so well that I, I wrote the book, right? And the first thing I needed to learn how to do was to change my thought processes. So, you know, the first truth is thought is the action that creates your life. And 
I, I do a lot of teaching of positive thought because I'm somebody who I felt like I knew all there was to know about positive thought at this time in my life. And I felt like I'd read about positive thought and I, I had affirmations that I read and I knew that, you know, I needed to think positively as often as possible. And, and what I learned is that I actually didn't know anything about positive thought that I, what we, what we think is positive thinking or the steps that we take to change our thought processes are just simply not enough. And when I realized that changing my thought processes was going to be as difficult as going on a, a strict diet or as difficult as breaking a habit, like, um, you know, giving up alcohol or smoking or something like that, when I knew that it was something that would be really, really hard to change, I realized I needed to create habits around it and I needed to create systems for myself to be able to change my thought processes. And those are the things that I think really were instrumental in, in me being able to change my life. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching them. Um, but, you know, at, at the core of, of all this is that it's really, really important for us to change the way that we, that we are looking at our lives. We have this way of default thinking, which is um, looking at the things that we don't like or noticing the things about our lives that need to improve and thinking, trying to think our ways around that. And that's really the opposite way of the way that we need to approach our lives if we do want to have a better experience. And and it really starts with looking at the things that you enjoy and the things that you love and the things that you're grateful for and staying in those moments as long as possible. Yeah, the, there's an awareness that has to happen because we don't even realize that we are continuously thinking and creating from that lens of the past or how to get out of our wound or out of our pain, which only just creates more of the same thing. And so to completely move into our dreams or our joys or what we love would mean to turn our back and, and really let go of that aspect of our life. And I don't think it is as easy as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite hard because our mind is so much like a garden and those little weeds, those pesky weeds are always popping up and, and growing there. And so when those weeds pop up, uh, what would you suggest individuals do if they're really trying to move towards that new positive direction, but they do have those little nagging uh, beliefs that come up or the nagging, oh, I'll, I'll never find someone or, um, oh, I could never make a business grow or any of those kinds of things that might pop up based on their upbringing? Yeah, well, I would say first, it's really important to forgive yourself and to give yourself the room and the space that you need to nurture yourself because we all learn from a young age um, to think in this in this spiral that isn't helpful to us. We learn, you know, very, very young, we're programmed to talk to ourselves negatively, I think, and to talk about ourselves negatively to others. And um, it's really, really important to know that we're all in this together and that we can change right now. And the way to start doing that, um, the easiest way I think to start doing that is to start making lists of positive aspects. And I, I always ask people to start by making a list of at least, you know, 10 to 20 aspects that you like about yourself and to read that list 
over and over again. You know, to post it somewhere where you're going to see it in your house or put it on your on your phone where you can pull it up easily. And anytime you're feeling, um, you know, not good for any reason, read the list. And this is remarkably hard for people to do, to make a list about the things you like about yourself, right? Because we are not taught to embrace the things that we are. We're all, we're taught to look around and to compare ourselves to others and to feel like we need to achieve more or be different. And, you know, the, the conversation that we have with ourselves is the most important conversation of our lives. You know, Mm. and I, I say in the book, self-talk is your prayer and it's absolutely true. What I say to myself is my ask. So if Mm. I want my life to change, I have to start changing the way I'm talking to myself. I love that self-talk is your prayer because, because really whatever words we speak, that is what we are empowering into the energetic creative field. And so that if, if they take nothing else from this show, self-talk is your prayer is a powerful one uh, simply because we do tend to be very self-critical or the negative self-talk or even uh, despite the internal, it's the insidious ways that we do it externally too. You talk a bit about gossip or having conversation with other people and how that not only uh, affects the people that we're talking about and to, but it truly does affect our own vibration and the ripple that goes out from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we live in a time right now where we're very busy and we, there's a lot expected from us. And with social media and, you know, this, this quickness to everything, that, you know, we are able to call somebody within a moment, we're able to look at somebody's lives by logging online. And what this is causing is, I think, it's causing us to feel like we need to do more, be more, and we're getting busier and busier and busier. And instead of quieting, quieting ourselves and getting in touch with who we truly are, we are going out into the world and we're feeling busy and we're feeling distracted and we're feeling overwhelmed, and we're having a harder time feeling good. And when we get into conversations of gossip and judgment of other people, we are hurting ourselves so profoundly because we are all connected. So to say something negative about another person is, in a sense, saying something negative about the energy that you are. And that is a form of negative self-talk. Mm, that's another very, very powerful form, uh, powerful point to bring up. Uh, one of the other truths that you talk about is being an energy being and how we are, you just said how we are connected to everything and that that energy and the vibration and frequency that we give off really does impact all the things that we do attract. So talk a little bit about being an energy being and being able to use that to bring ourselves to a place of deeper connection to our spirit. Yeah. You know, I, I love that people are talking more and more about manifestation because I think that we're getting to this point where we're feeling like we do have these abilities to manifest what we want. The next step that I would like, you know, people to consider is that you are manifesting your life right now. We are all creating the life that we are living and we are all energetically attached to and connected to everything because all of us, you know, human beings and 
and the furniture that we sit on and the houses we walk into and the trees that we look at are all energy. We're all made up of the same molecules, just vibrating differently, right? And because we're connected to everything, we have this ability to pull toward us what we desire and we have the ability to repel from us what we don't desire. The problem is that our thought processes are pulling toward us what we don't desire and we are not realizing that we're doing that. So it's really, really important to change your thought processes if you want to pull towards you the things you want in your life. You can't be unhappy about what you're seeing as you're walking down the street and expect your life to get better. Now, what's the distinction between uh, becoming someone that is just determined to be a positive thinker versus also doing the inner work? around any subconscious thoughts that rise because so often people will try to just state affirmations and things like that to override what's there but but yet the feeling or what's underneath is really the entire opposite Mm -hmm. yeah well that would be like saying you know that I have a drinking problem and I'm going to really wish I'm not going to drink anymore right it doesn't work really you have to go to you have to go through a process to help you not do that you know and i i haven't gone through aa but i know that it's a great i know it's great for a lot of people i do know and i i like to make that parallel that if you want to change the way your life looks then you have to go through what i call thought rehab and you have to change the way you're thinking and it's not about reading affirmations it's about looking, it's about waking up in the morning and talking to yourself for five to 10 minutes about why you're happy. And we all have a reason to be happy. We just opened our eyes and there's a new day in front of us. And that's the where to start. I'm happy. I woke up this morning. I'm happy. I have a day ahead of me to explore in this world. I'm happy. The sun is shining through my window. I'm happy that I feel good right now. I'm happy that my bed is warm. It's about, it's about talking to yourself about what you enjoy as often as possible and not talking to yourself about the things that you have to do or the things that you don't want to do in your day or the things that are bothering you. Trying to dim someone else's light puts yours out. Talking negatively about people, gossiping or otherwise degrading them doesn't just hurt them, it hurts you. Take a look around yourself and find out what kind of village you are a part of or what kind of village you've created Be conscious of your energy field and immerse yourself in happiness. Swim in those waters, no matter what is happening around you. This is from Diana's book, Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit. You can find out more about Diana and all of the work that she does if you'll go to dianacole.com. Check out her online courses. Uh, You can check out how to work with her. And again, you can get your own copy of Spirit Translator. We'll be right back with more of Diana Cole after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community 
greater fulfillment and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Diane McCall, and we're talking about her book, Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit. You can find out more about her at dianacole.com. Definitely go there, sign up for her newsletter, uh, check out her online courses, and you will also see more about her book. In her book, she says, people are often afraid to begin to dialogue directly with spirit because they're afraid of the emotions they might feel, as if going that deep will be like opening Pandora's box. We're taught to believe that more emotion equals more pain, but the opposite is actually true. Acknowledging and allowing our feelings, letting them move through us, leads to less pain. Emotions are the language of the soul. If we welcome them, even the difficult emotions, we can't go wrong. Even emotions that arise from traumatic memories can be useful and can bring a more complex understanding of ourselves and others. This is from the book Spirit Translator. I urge you to get your copy Today, you'll find out more about Diana in the bio description, along with a link to her website. I want to go back to what you ended the last segment with, Diana, and you were talking about doing and having everything now. And ultimately, to me, the essence of this book is speaking of presence. It's speaking of embracing this moment, finding what is in this moment, and not constantly looking for what we don't have, but being being embracing of 
what we do have and what we don't have, really understanding that it's all okay and that it's all good. Talk a little bit about that level of presence and pulling us back from uh, out there, uh, way in the future, and or in the past, and really, really anchoring into right here, even if what we want doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, it's about finding as many moments of, as possible in your life um, as being delicious is the way that I put it, right? Each moment can be delicious. And, and when we're focused on one day having something or being, I'll be happy when, you know, I'll be, you know, my life will be better when, or, you know, waiting for something to happen to really complete you or to make you feel better about yourself is, is holding you away from those things that you want. And, to attract the life that you want. It's really, really important to be happy and thankful for the moment you're in right now. And, you know, I I work with people who tell me, I don't have anything to feel grateful for today. I don't have anything that makes me happy in my life. And, And that's when I say we need to start at zero, right? Start with the very easiest things that you can think about. You know, walk outside and look at what nature has provided us and be thankful for that and know that you are a piece of the puzzle that is beautiful and and really stand there being thankful for being a piece of this puzzle and find that you know live in moments that feel good by thinking about how happy you are how grateful you are for as many moments as possible the more moments that you feel good and you start linking those moments together or what I'll, I say, creating, you know, these positive thought chains or these positive moment chains, the longer you can sustain yourself in these moments of happiness or of joy, then you start realizing that that creates almost like this fabric in your life that feels good. And that is the definition of happiness. You have to create the happiness now in order to expect the happiness tomorrow. Mm, one of my favorite bold headings that you have in the book is uh, stillness and kindness are the new power couple. And what you're talking about right now feels like being kind enough to oneself to even get ourselves there, but also getting that still or present to life to even begin noticing those little tiny things. And like you said, build that fabric and foundation. Yeah. You know, I'm a big proponent of, of finding stillness in your life and that can be you know, adopting a meditation practice, or it can be as simple as, you know, just sitting in quiet for three to five minutes. And, you know, I find that a lot of people um, feel like meditation is a little mysterious or too hard to commit to or um, something they don't have time for. And I totally understand all that. I'm somebody who at times feels like I don't have time for that for, you know, exercise or for meditation or for a lot of things because we're really busy. But, you know, we're not too busy to sit in silence for three to five minutes and just stop thought and just be and just be in this in the stillness and the quiet where not only are you in a quiet room where you're externally feeling quiet, but you're internally quieting yourself. You're not worrying. You're not thinking you're turning everything off for just three to five minutes. And when you do that, you're opening yourself to kindness. You're opening yourself to feeling kindness towards yourself, to giving yourself a break a little bit, and to talking to yourself in a more kind way. So to me, to find kindness 
it, it's really helpful to start with getting still. Mm, beautiful. I read a quote from your book as you opened this last segment, and it was under the section that you said is the number one blockage to communicating with spirit and breaking through it. And I have found that people really are uh, very afraid of the denser emotions. They don't want to feel their grief or their anger or their jealousy or any of the the darker uh, shades of ourselves. But you write that that part is extremely important to open up to, to be able to communicate with spirit. Talk a little bit about um, how to embrace those and move through those emotions in a way that uh, allows us to understand how even those are beautiful. Well, you know, I think that a lot of us, you know, me included for a long time, um, are just sort of going through life holding on to all of these painful moments and emotions and sort of storing them and just like kind of not paying attention to them and just moving forward, just hoping that the next day will be better than the last, right? Like, I know I was hurt in the past. I know I don't feel good about that, but I'm just going to ignore that and I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to put a smile on my face and I'm not going to, I'm not going to give into that, right? Well, the thing is that when you actually allow yourself to feel those deep pains that you've lived through or those emotions that hurt you or that made you feel bad, you're able to release them. And it's really important to say to yourself, I I experienced these things. They were not my fault. I'm innocent. I'm learning. And I, I want more, right? It's, it's really important to be able to move through our pain. And that's one way to do it. I think that a lot, one of the blocks um, I think that people have, as you said, for you know getting in touch with um, you know their spirit selves or their spirit guide is not knowing what it will be like to have a communication with something that's sort of invisible or that feels all loving, right? Because we don't have that in our lives where we feel like there's a place we can go that is completely one million percent loving toward us. And that's really the place I want people to be able to go is that place inside ourselves where we have access to this deep loving energy and feel nurtured there and feel like you can let go of your pain there and feel like you can have a better life because you've gone there and you've released the pain you live through. Have you encountered people that want that connection to spirit, but are also afraid of it, afraid of, oh my goodness, if I actually have that connection, what would that mean? Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the, the hesitations that is a part of that is also sort of the mystery behind it, right? Like, well, what is this? And I don't know if this is real. And, I, you know, what? Like, what is this thing that we can talk to or that we have or spirit guide or, you know, we're not taught about about this. So it feels a little foreign at first. But when I, I lead people there, through meditation to get to this place where you have this communication, you know, most of the time tears are flowing and, and lives are changing. And it's because we do have this access, right. To, um, to wisdom and to love and to guidance. We're not supposed to be walking this path alone. We're not supposed to be weathering storms and then hoping that the next one won't knock us over. We're supposed to be guided and loved and helped we're supposed to feel like we're not alone. And, and we don't for the most part. And this is really, for me, 
the only way that you can really start feeling different quickly. This uh, book, Spirit Translator, has seven truths for creating well-being and connecting with spirit. I've only gone through two of them for the intents and purposes of you getting the book because they really are powerful. And not only does Diana share with you those seven truths that will really empower you, but she also guides you with six steps of talking with spirit. She prepares you in how to talk with spirit. So if that is something that you've been wanting, I do urge you to pick up her book. Diana, talk about the distinction between prayer and having conversations with spirit. Is there a difference? There is. Um, You know, when we are taught to pray, we are asking for what we want, and it's a one-way conversation. A conversation with spirit or getting in touch with your spirit guide is a two-way conversation where you can ask questions and you can feel the answers coming to you. Or you can hear them in some instances, um, depending on your abilities. Some people can feel them. Some people can see them. Some people can hear them. And, you know, what I'm encouraging is the two-way conversation, not, not, the, not the one-way conversation where you, you sit and you intensely ask for something and then just sort of cross your fingers hoping it'll come. There's a section at the end where you talk about moving forward with confidence and certainty. And your father said to you one day, Diana, self-doubt erases manifestation. And I think if there is one epidemic on our planet, uh, it has everything to do with how we doubt ourselves. Can you talk a little bit about that and how to deal with self-doubt as we increase our faith and our connection to spirit? Yeah, self-doubt is something that we all have a piece of, right? Some in larger doses than others. And I definitely have been given a large dose of self-doubt in my life. Um, and my dad would constantly tell me, you, ca- you cannot have what you want when you are living in doubt. You are erasing everything that is there for you when you are living in self-doubt. And, and that's something I've always struggled with and that I still do. I have to talk myself out of doubting myself constantly. And I, I, think, I think that we all do on some level. When you doubt that anything will happen, it will not happen. You are already saying no. So, for example, if I say, and I, I use these sort of examples um, to help illustrate what I'm saying, if I say to you, I want a new car, but I'm saying to myself, I'll never get one, there's no way I'm ever going to get one, period. You know, I can want it all I want, but if I feel like it's not going to happen, it won't. So, it's really important when you say, I want to feel better. You know, I want to, I want a better life. I want to feel better. I want a relationship or I want a better job or I want these things. It's really important to have the conversation with yourself to support it and to say, you know, it's coming. I deserve it. I'm in the energy of it. I'm happy today. Regardless, I know it's coming toward me, right? It's about starting the conversation that leads with, with a knowing and not a doubting. It's not a hoping. It's a knowing. It's a knowing. Definitely connect with Diana Cole. She is a spirit translator, a thought leader, speaker, and author. She has a gift of communicating and channeling spirit, and she guides individuals and groups through the steps of healing that she has learned so that everyone can live a happier life. The name of the book is Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit. Her website is Diana Cole. 
www.thelovelyfriendshow.com. So definitely check her out. Once again, I want to mention, please join me for the after party that is taking place every Tuesday at 1230 and at 130 on stereo.com. The banner is in the middle of the show, in the middle of the show page. So after this show, definitely go down there, click on it, create your avatar. If you are somebody that is constantly talking out loud into the abyss or wishing someone could hear you or wanting to be in conversation and ask questions about the things that we discuss here on 1111 talk radio, then this brand new place on stereo on the stereo app, which you can download for free, uh, can be the place that you can do that and be in conversation with me. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week a little bit about this conversation that we've had with Diana and diving into all types of other topics. So go to Stereo.com and look for Simran 1111's page. Thank you again, Diana, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next time, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.